0: Good morning. good morning. I think I heard you a little bit. Um, <laughs> good, morning. good morning. Thank you for according us the opportunity uh, to be here. Uh, we long to see you. Uh, last year we didn't uh, see you but uh, uh, we have made up. You have forgiven us. <laughs> <and> <laughs> things are good and uh, uh, North University is going on well. Uh, we we are grateful for your prayers. We are grateful for your support. Uh, him alone is being glorified, and that's our Lord Jesus. Today, I wanted to share to encourage us as Christians. We are called to be missionaries, and uh, I wanted to use John chapter ten, uh, which is a passage you know where we learn. You know God's sovereignty, you know the way God has planned our lives. A quote Death alone will put a stop to my death alone will not put a stop to my efforts was the exclamation of the man who died upon his knees in the heart of Africa, praying for the open soul of the Lord such determination in a life of such humility as that of David Livingstone can only be understood in the light thrown upon life's duties by the words of Jesus. I do always those things that please him. I do always those things that please him. Jesus had a mission to please his father. Whatever he did, he says, the words I say, I've heard from my father. The works my father do, those are the works I do. I do always those things that please him. So the father in heaven has a well-defined plan for each of his children. And just to the extent that that plan is found and followed, does any life attain completeness or true greatness? John 10 verses 11 to 18. 10, 11 to 18. It reads, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand... I lay down my life for the sheep, and have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this is the le- the reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life, that I may take it up again. No one takes it up, take, takes it from me but I lay it down of my own accord and have authority to lay it down and have authority to take it up again. This charge I've received from my Father. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Uh, We thank you for the richness it brings to our lives. May you encourage us this morning Uh, May you help us, Lord, to focus on you for these few minutes we have. We thank you. We give you glory. We receive your word with thanksgiving in our hearts. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I wanted to focus on verse 16. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also. And they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock and one shepherd. The Jews, you know, were thinking they are the only ones in the fold. But Jesus is telling them, I have other sheep which are not of this fold. I must bring them. I must bring them. They are scattered but I am bringing them, and we wanted to learn four things from uh, this passage of Scripture, the things which help us or gives us confidence that we can do missions with our eyes open, knowing that God, He has them there. It's not you looking out for them. It's God who is looking out for them. He is using you to bring them. Because that's what he told his disciples. I must bring them. So the first thing we learn is that Christ has people besides those already converted. Other people besides us. He has not yet closed the door. The Gentiles are still coming in. And we have a duty to go out there into our neighbors, the schools, wherever we, God sends us. He wants us to go there because he knows, he has told us, he has other people who are not converted. He has other people out there. They need to come. He must bring them. I have other sheep that are not of this fold. In that context, he meant the nations beyond Israel. By implication it means today Christ as a people beyond the church. It's not just us. We shouldn't be just get excited. We are meeting as a family here. Much as it is, you know, we get excited, but we have a duty beyond our church. We have a duty beyond our church. They belong to to his father. There will always be people who argue that this verse makes missions pointless. If God has already chosen them, they are out there. Why go into the missions? But this verse makes missions possible. Because you are not doing it in your own effort. You are saying, Lord, I surrender. You have planned it. So all I'm doing is I'm going out and sharing the good news. And you have said, oh, I must bring them. <coughs> it does not make missions pointless. It makes missions possible. It gives hope that Christ most certainly has a people among the nations. I have other sheep. You can't bring God to Zambia. He is already there and he has mapped out who are his own. And he says, I must bring them. He can use you to bring them back to his fold. He does the convicting. He does the calling. And he does the selection. Because he has said, I must bring them so that they, be, they come to this fold. It was precisely this truth that encouraged the Apostle Paul when he was downcast in, Cor- in Corinth. And the Lord said to Paul one night in a vision, Do not be afraid, Acts 18 verse 9 to 10. Do not be afraid, but speak and do not be silent. For I am with you. And no man shall attack you to harm you. For I have many people in this city. Paul was afraid. He's thinking, oh my goodness, people do harm to me. I need to be silent. And the Lord Jesus says, no, don't be afraid. Be encouraged. For I am with you. And no man shall attack you to harm you. For I have many people. In this city, there are so many people surrounding us who are of his own. You can't just look at them and conclude, those they don't belong. That's your conclusion. But Jesus is saying, For I have many people in this city. East Park Church, do not be afraid, God has many people in this area. He wants you to go I have other Sheep that are not of this fold. Jesus says It is a promise full of hope For those who dream About new fields of missionary Labor Those who say I want to go We are in Jerusalem here Let's go to the surrounding Cities Because Jesus has Many people in these cities. second point is that the verse implies that the other ship that Christ has scattered outside the present ford, they are, the the other ship has been scattered. This is made explicit in John chapter 11 verses 49 to 52 where John explains a word of prophecy spoken by Caiaphas, the high priest. It reads, then one of them, it was Caiaphas, the designated chief priest that year spoke up, Don't you know anything? Can't you see that it's, it's to our advantage that one man dies for the people rather than the whole nation be destroyed? He didn't say this of his own accord. But as chief priest that year, he unwittingly prophesied that Jesus was about to die Sacrificially for the nation And not only for the nation But so that all God's Exiled, scattered Children might be gathered together Into one people One theologian comments "Word evangelization For the apostle John Is the ingathering of the children Of God Those sheep that God has chosen And intends to give To the son They belong to the father We belong to the Father. And Jesus says, As the Father has given me, they will come. I must bring them. They are not all pocketed in one or two places. They are in Iraq. They are in Iran. They are in China. They are right here in Sacramento. He's saying, I must bring them. They must come. Revelation chapter 9 verse, uh, chapter 5 verse 9 writes, And they sang a new song saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals. For you were slain and by your blood you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. Every tribe. We struggle to think to ourselves, is he going to save all those tribes in Africa or India? (laughs) I have news for you. When we meet the Lord, every tribe every tribe will be represented and they will be there worshipping our God. What a joy. This is why all the talk in our day about reaching and people groups seems to to me to be totally biblical so we may be sure on the authority of God's word that among all the peoples of the world who find those who belong to the Father they are there because Jesus said there are so many people in this city I must bring them the third point is that the Lord has committed himself to bring his lost sheep home He promises to do it. He says, I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also. He will bring them. This does not mean that Christ will gather in his sheep without sending us to call them. 1 John 17, 18, Jesus says, as he prays, he says, As the Father sent me, even so send I you. Is sending us to bring his sheep back into his ford. We continue the mission of Christ. So Jesus prays in John 17, verse 20. He says, I do not pray for these, meaning his disciples only, but also for those who believe in me through their word. You have God's word. And people believe when you share that word. It's not magic. When you share with them and go, my goodness, I really, you know, shared and they just heard me. The Holy Spirit has been doing business before you went there. He convicts. He opens people's eyes so that when you bring the word of God, it seems as if it's slam dunk, it's not. It's God at work because he says, I must bring them. There are other sheep outside this fold. Jesus called his sheep with his own lips in Palestine, so he still calls them today with our lips. And they hear his voice and follow him. He says, My sheep hears my voice, they hear the, his voice. This is the wonder of the gospel. When it is preached truthfully in the power of the Spirit, it is not merely the word of man. It is the word of God. It changes people's lives. In other words, even today, it is just as true as it was in Jesus' day. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. You know, when we share the good news, we pray for someone and they are not coming to Jesus. We know God is at work. Sometimes we have sleepless nights. Oh, my parents are not believers. My uncle, my children. Rejoice. Because if they've been called by Christ, they will come. Because Jesus says, I have other sheep, but I must bring them. They need to come. Because my sheep hear hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. It is Christ who calls in the gospel. Christ gathers and Christ says, I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it." He will build his church. He just uses us. You know, when we see the church is growing We should never take credit. It's about him. Him alone is the one who brings people here. My brother there can pray, Pastor Wayne, and say, are they coming on Sunday? (laughs) He brings you. We continue praying that you bring many. We are only ambassadors speaking in his stead That is why Paul said in Romans 15, verse 18, he says, I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has wrought through me to win obedience from the Gentiles. So we can take heart. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to the Son of God. And he declares, I must bring in my other sheep. And he will do it which implies the final word of hope from the text, if he brings them, they will come. I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will heed my voice. They will come. None of Christ's sheep finally reject his word, and none believe you without it. What else can keep you going in a hard and an place of ministry, except the confidence that God reigns and that those whom the Father has chosen will heed the voice of the Son. One theologian tells a story about Peter Cameron Scott, who was born in 1867 and founded the African Inland Mission. He had tried to save in Africa, but had had to come home with malaria. The second attempt was especially joyful because he was joined by his brother John. But the joy evaporated as John fell victim to the to the fever. Scott buried his brother all by himself. And at the grave he rededicated himself to preach the gospel. But again his health broke and he had to return to England utterly discouraged. But in London, something wonderful happened. <coughs> he needed a fresh source of inspiration, and he found it at a tomb in Westminster Abbey that held the remains of a man who had inspired many others in their missionary service to Africa. The spirit of David Livingstone seemed to be prodding Scott onward as he knelt reverently and read the inscription... Other sheep I have which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring. He would return to Africa and lay down his life, if need be, for the cause for which this great man had lived and died. Today we have a very strong denominational church called African Inland Mission, spreading from South Africa going upwards my prayer for us is that God might deepen and broaden the biblical foundation of his vision for the world. May he open our eyes not only to the fields that are white to harvest, but also to the majesty and splendor and glory of his sovereign grace. And may we be carried over all the obstacles and discouragements By the great confidence that the Lord himself will gather the ransom from every tribe and tongue and people and nation. Because he has said, I have other sheep that are not of this world, I must bring them also. They will hear my voice. And when all have heard and believed, the end will come. And the kingdoms of this earth shall be the kingdoms of our God and of his, of his Christ. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your life. Open your mouth and become the voice of the sovereign God. David Livingstone writes, I have sometimes seen in the morning sun the smoke of a thousand villages where no missionaries has ever been. People talk of the sacrifice I've made in spending so much time in Africa can that be called a sacrifice which is simply paying back a small part of a great debt owing to our God which we can never repay? Anyway, with the word in such a view and with such a thought, it is in fact not sacrifice. Say rather it is a privilege. End of court. It's not sacrifice. It's a privilege. You know, one missionary says, You know, I don't wait to see the roads done in Africa, then I can go to Africa. Or to make sure that the water system is together, then I can go to Africa. He says, I go because the Lord says, he must bring them. He's sending us. Other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also. I must bring. That should make us do missions confidently. We know it is not of our own doing, but God. Our prayer should be that of David Livingstone who said, God, send me anywhere. Only go with me. Lay any burden on me. Only sustain me. And sever any tie in my heart except the tie that bind, binds my heart to yours. That should be our prayer. Time is now; it's not tomorrow. Time is now for us to go, because God has given us so many years here on earth. Expend them well for His glory. Him alone, because when. One day we come to him. You say, good and faithful servant. I gave you this little. And you expended on others. You shared. He doesn't want to say, I gave you this much and it it was just you alone. No. It's for his glory. For his name's sake. Other sheep I have. But I must bring them. And you use us to bring them. Amen. So let's pray together. Father, we thank you. We give you glory for your word. We thank you, Lord, for your encouragement. As we read uh, John chapter 10, we see, uh, Lord, you being the good shepherd. A shepherd who cares for his own. A shepherd who has planned to bring many whom you have chosen to come to this ford. May you use us, Lord, to to honor you. May you use us, Lord, to speak your word. And uh, Lord, go wherever you send us that will say yes to your will. We thank you. We give you glory. Bring your people, Lord, to your fold. Build your church, Lord, because you are the only one who can build your church. We thank you. We give you glory. Bless this congregation. Continue, Lord, using them to be a light in this city. I pray and ask in the name of Jesus. Amen.